you know, just just give him thanks and glory and praise. He is a good God. He's a good father. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. Amen. Good morning once again, everybody. And welcome to this morning session. There's a quote by E.W. Kenyon I would like to read to us. It said, the reason that majority of a lot of Christians are weak, though they are earnest, yet they are weak, is because they have never dared to make a confession of what they have in Christ. I'll be sharing with us this morning something along uh, some of the thoughts and you know things that God I've been putting laying my heart to look into once again in recent time. And I'm asking a question. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Is it the truth is it that we must accept? Is that the devil can't change who you are? The only thing that the devil is after is to question your confidence, to challenge your confidence about who you are. It can't change, it can't alter who God has made us. But being able to get you to doubt who God says you are, it's the impact of that when you're in doubt of who you are. It's as powerful, it's as important as who you are. If you ever doubt what God said about you, or if you live in ignorance of what is said about you. Oh, a, a lot of things could go wrong. Praise the Lord. A lot of things could go wrong. One of the major things, if you read the book of Genesis, one of the major things that the devil tried to do, in fact, if not the most important thing he tried to do, is to make man question his identity. Hallelujah. It's to make man question his identity. He said to the woman, he said, God knows that the day you hit out of this, you will be exactly like him. But we know in Genesis 1, at the creation of man, the Bible said God made man like himself. The whole devil never changes his tactics. When Jesus came into the scene, what did he do? Same approach. 
He asked him if you are truly the son of God. Turn this stone into bread. <laughs> Jesus didn't have to prove himself. As he now said to you, that we sent agent to 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 catch you to to protect you when you fall, and you can throw yourself down. Prove it. The natural instinct of a man to prove himself to validate. It's one of the things that the devil always wants to latch on. Hallelujah. But Jesus knew the devil's trick. He knew it's not about being hungry. It's not. It doesn't, the devil will never want to feed you. <laughs> he doesn't produce anything good. Hallelujah. What just one day, his main goal is to get Jesus, to turn and say that, oh, let me prove her. If I'm trying to prove something, as my, I mean, you, you can't, if somebody comes to you today and say that you, you need to prove that you are, you are so, so, so. You need to prove yourself as a man. It's because the person is trying to say that I can see things around you that doesn't make you look like a man. The devil always wants to question who you are so that I can sow doubts in your heart about who God said you are. Hallelujah. And we must fill our mind we must get to that point that we have studied the word of God to the point that we know and we can declare who we are without any doubt, without any sense of doubt in our hearts. Hallelujah. We must be able to get to that point. We must know who we are by the reason of the new birth in, in Christ. I, I like. You know, this Second Corinthians five seventeen. We read that scripture a lot. He said, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things." And before I put it this way, I said the whole previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Let's back up a little and read verse sixteen. In fact, verse 15, he said he died for her so that all those who live might live no longer to and for themselves, but to and for him who died and was raised again for their sake. He said, consequently, from now on, we estimate and regard no one from a purely human point of view. That is what he's saying is that we do not identify you based on human point of view anymore. Oh, wow. 
He said, we, we have no regard, we regard no one from purely human point of view in terms of natural standards of value. That means that you cannot be, you can't value a man any longer by a human standard. He said, no, even though we once did estimate Christ from a human viewpoint and as a man, yet now we have much such knowledge of him that we know him no longer in terms of the flesh. Therefore, if any man is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creature. That means that Paul is announcing to us here that we cannot estimate ourselves based on our natural identity alone anymore. Glory to God. So we're no longer dealing as, the, as believers, we're no longer dealing with ourselves in the context of Oh, I'm black and white. Black life matters, blue life matters. That is all nonsense. It's no longer consistent with the gospel. Hallelujah. Now we must see ourselves from the point of view of Christ. Because who you are who you see yourself, how you see yourself, what you have been able to identify with, we influence your ability, we influence the things you can achieve. Some people, like I said, identify themselves by their environment. Some identify themselves by their tribe. So if you identify yourself from just purely from a Yubaman point of view, you have a Yubaman's problem. I understand from the natural point of view of man that, oh, we all have form, own form of identity. That's why they will ask you to produce, uh, provide a passport if you're traveling or you're in a bank doing transaction and in the colors of your eyes, your height, and all that were stated. But what Paul is sending us here, he said you should pay less attention to that. Treat that as light. Treat that as light. Treat that identity after the environment as light. Glory to God. That's why some people can't get beyond the question of generational costs. That's why some believers couldn't get beyond it. They are so consumed with the events around them, the patterns they've seen, and they have identified themselves from that viewpoint. Hallelujah.
Paul is saying to us here, clearly from the scripture where I'm reading to us this morning, the only way to live differently, the only way to live as how God has made us live is to begin to see yourself from the perspective which God sees you. Then that pattern will align, your own pattern, your new pattern, we align with where you see yourself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He said, if any man be in Christ, are you in Christ? Then you must see yourself from the point view of Christ. And I just scripture, 1 Corinthians 6. Verse 15. Wow. Glory to God. He said, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? People always focus on that alone. Certainly not. He said, do you not know that he who is joined to an harlot is one body with her? He said, for the two he says, shall become one flesh. But he, this is where I want us to focus on. <laughs> but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Wow. Glory to God. <laughs> that means you can look at yourself in the mirror this morning and say, I'm one with God. Your purpose is not black. Your purpose is not white. <laughs> Glory to God. Hey, glory to God. He says, this is what the father looks like. Hallelujah. John 17, 21 to 23. Jesus was saying, I mean, just so, you know, reference what Paul is saying there. He said, I'm praying not only for them, but also those who will believe in me. Who is he talking about? You and I. Because of them and their witness about me, the goal is for them to become one heart and mind. I'm reading from the message translation. It says, just as you father in me and high in you, so that they may be one in heart and mind with us. Then the world might believe that you have, you in fact sent me the same glory you gave me. I, I gave them. <laughs> Glorious God. He said, they will be as unified and together as we are, high in them. And you in me. Hallelujah. A translation put it this way. It said, we become perfect in one. Inseparatable. That means the believer in the spirit man, spirit realm, the believer cannot be seen differently from Christ. When the father looks at you, he sees Christ. When anyone in the spirit sees you, what he could see is Christ. Hallelujah. This is the concept Jesus had. This is the picture of what Jesus had in his mind when they asked him that show us the Father. 
in 14, in John 14. And he told them that I've been with you this long and you're asking me to show you the Father. Glory to God. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. I am a father at one. Imagine you going around with the consciousness of the father, you and the father I want. Glory to God. We must begin to study our Bible and pick the things that speak to who we are in him. Glory to God. We must be able to identify that and make that our words. Every man communicating or converse or speaks from the position or from the viewpoint that he sees himself. Glory to God. When you begin to see yourself from God's point, the way he created you, powerful, full of authority, you know, you will not talk anyhow. You won't say that, oh, this economy is killing me. No, 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 no. That will be far away from your words. You will not use such language about yourself. <laughs> Glory to his name. Let me read another scripture to us. I read this. They were just excited for me. Jesus was trying to tell us what the believers looks like. Hey, <laughs> Mark 16. Glory to his name. He said, those who believe and are baptized will be saved, but those who refuse to believe will be condemned or damned. Hallelujah. He said, they are condemned or damned. Now, listen from verse 17. I love this. He said, those who believe shall use my authority to cast out devils. He gave says in my name, they will cast out, they will stay. You will see, this is what you will see around them. Hallelujah. He said, they shall speak in new tongues, languages. Ah. We identify with this. He said, they will be able to even handle snakes with safety. If they think anything poisonous, it will hurt them. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Do you know that we could so much identify with this? That 10 people took a drink. You also took it. He said there's food poisoning. Nine people were screaming that Tommy. You can't even scream. He said if it happens that they took something bad. Oh, I have food. No. He said nothing will help them. Nothing will hurt them. Hallelujah. Can we begin to see ourselves from this point? Hallelujah. He said they will be able to place their hands on the sick and heal them. <laughs> King Jesus said, you will lay your hands on the sick. He said they will recover. That means the sick will recover. He said, these are the things you will see. These are the signs that accompany them that believes. Hallelujah. 
Can we see ourselves from this perspective? Can we see ourselves from this viewpoint? That's who, this who we are. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Paul must have been so much enveloped in this truth. Remember the story of Paul? When he got bitten by a snake, there was no panic. <laughs> the people said that mm -mm, this guy must be God. <laughs> this guy must be God. This fellow must be God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How do you see yourself? He said, we are more than conquerors. Ephesians. Oh, glory to God. Another wonderful scripture that we can identify with. Ephesians 2, 4 to 7. He said, but God is rich in mercy because of his great love, which has loved us, even where we were dead in our souls, and made us alive with Christ by grace. You have been saved and raised us up together, made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That is your position, my brother. That is your position, my sister. Glory to God. He said, You are made up. Where do you see yourself? I'm seated together with Christ in heavenly places. I'm seated with him. When you see your life from that viewpoint, you will know you've been raised higher than any natural situation in health on this earth. Glory to God. You don't panic like the world panics. You go make your judgment about things around you the way the world makes judgment about things around them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You don't take their solution as the solution. How do you see yourself? Who do you think you are? You must align your words, your thoughts, your actions in line with the picture of the man that you see. Glory to God. I remember the story of the wonderful man of God, Abishov Ibezidawza, how a particular state in the US offered him you know, honorary citizenship just to honor him. I mean, any one of us <laughs> will have joined, jumped on that. And I'm not saying anything is wrong about it, but see the way the man sees himself. He told the man, he said, no, he declined. Why did the bishop declined? He said, God said, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and he has given the earth to him. 
that taking a citizenship of a state is limiting. <laughs> that he owns the world. His father owns everything. And so he's in charge. Oh, glory to God. And so at some point, probably he has visited most, more nations than probably at some point more than anybody else at that time, preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who do you see yourself? Who do you see? How do you see yourself? Who are you? Take your identity from God. Not from your environment. If you see yourself and evaluate yourself only from perspective of who you are from a natural point of view. If you identify yourself only merely as a Nigerian, you will have a Nigerian problem. You will only go as fast as a strong Nigerian could go. But you are more than that. You can tell yourself this morning, I'm more than this. <laughs> Glory to God. I am more than this. I am more than this. You are more than the environment I defined you to be. You are more than even what your heavenly parents have called you to be. You are of God. You are of God. You are one with Christ. You are more than conquerors. You are. Glory to God. You are the blessed. <laughs> Glory to God. You are the blessed. You have the weak mind of Christ. You have wisdom of God at work in you. Glory to God. You know what to do. You have authority in his name. That's who you are. Keep your mind focused on who you are. Declare with your mouth. Be bold about it. Be bold about it. Never try to stop, stoop low. Never try to cave in into the suggestion or the ideas of men. Focus on who he said we are. And you will see your life flow in that pattern. Glory to God. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. One of these days we we'll be able to break further down, you know, the question of patterns, the question of generational cause. But I tell you something, you have been generationally blessed because you are in the lineage of God. To the believer, there's no longer anything like a cause that can attach yourself to you. Nothing like that, that can, no cause Glory to God. Glory to God. If you set your mind right and set your words right, you will see that the things and the natural people around you fall to you. You will never see yourself in them. Hallelujah. There's no time. There's no moment in your life as a believer in the world system that we live in today. Glory to God that you have to be so convinced 
about who God said you are. I know why he said I am. I know I am a child of God. I'm above only. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Glory to his name. We can declare his word this morning, even as we wrap up together right now. We can just go ahead and declare his word. Declare his word. Declare yourself blessed. Declare yourself free. Declare yourself powerful in the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day.